This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode, we spoke to opera director, composer, singer and performance artist Trun Reinolsen about the unwanted child of new music, the forgotten ugly duckling, the operatic aria. Trun reached out to us from his self-created Bayreuth in the Swedish forest to enlighten us on the two cream buns of his performances, the grand arias. We will start off by listening to one which runs as a red thread to his latest multi-episode production called Ö, a lovely little ditty named The Postmodern Quagmire. is Trun Reinholzen. I come from Oslo, Norway. But for the last six, seven years, I've been living in the forest in Värmland, Sweden, where I have uh, put up my opera house, the Norwegian opera. I'm a composer and of course now also a op- an opera director. I have also a background as singer, uh, but uh, who cares? Today we are going to talk about some excerpts from my operas. Uh, This opera project that is made under the name of the Norwegian Opera is a rather gigantic project, I would say. It will span at least 40 years of production, something like this. I think it started in 2009 uh, and it started sort of in my living room, which uh, was the stage for uh, several years. But later, the whole opera company moved to Sweden and put up a, a villa here and also later investing in a barn and also a very important meadow. And in these spaces, we have started a kind of infinite series of opera film episodes. It is called Ö. So 10 years ago, we started this project uh, in my own living room in the, in the slums of Oslo. I was myself, uh, the opera director, the composer, the librettist, the Heldentenor, the washing lady, the ticket salesperson, the web designer, the, uh, the many more things, everything in the beginning. But of course, I uh, connected with some geniuses that also played important parts, both as actors and as builders. Uh, in the beginning, every, we dealt with the, the biggest of topics, 
like uh, Orpheus. And then we made the Apocalypse. Then it was a very important uh, utopia based on Thomas More and um, Narcissus, which was also a kind of a metaphor for the opera house itself, which was maybe too obsessed with itself and drowned in the mud, looking at its own mirror image. Yes. The operas are composed 100% just by with, with the computer, just uh, not using musicians, other singers. So uh, basically I uh, program everything uh, myself uh, and sing all the roles myself, pre-recorded, um, and then uh, put it all together in a super complex style. The orchestra or the whatever you, we will call it, the expanded orchestra is uh, almost exclusively uh, MIDI instruments, uh, orchestra samples, but everything is uh, put together in a very simple mixing program called the Pro Tools, uh, very often using a synthesizer that is already plugins. Uh, and I uh, uh, often prefer the ones that uh, remind me of the very sad parties in the 80s where I never got to dance with the beautiful girls. When I started composing, I think it's fair to say that I was uh, deeply involved in a kind of highly modernist style, complex, algorithmic, uh, often even serial, um, uh, in, in using serial techniques and things like this. Um, somehow this changed a little uh, and working more and more with theater, I... Uh, I think I, I wanted to, to try to do the total negative of how I experienced contemporary music and the contemporary music scene. And, and, and delving into the opera genre, it kind of felt natural to really go 100% into the, to the schmaltz of the aria. And for me, it was natural to kind of uh, uh, do this in a kind of 80s pop style which I never really uh, liked, I think, but somehow I have a strong memory of it. I never listen to pop music. I don't know really what it is, except Aha, the Norwegian band, and and uh, what was the other one? Duran Duran. But there it stops. There it stops. So this is just a memory of how I, uh, I uh, remember the songs from the uh, la, 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 blah 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 as a composer and uh, let's say trained in the uh, avant-garde style and really being deeply interested still I'm deeply interested in this also working with uh, with uh, sometimes complicated systems and and uh, and uh, loving this tradition of contemporary music uh, my approach when I write these arias are, I guess, a bit different. I have no idea how it is made. It, 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 it is coming from above. I am just a medium and I receive certain things like and then I just have to do what I feel is asked of me. 
from someone. So I sit in my, my little studio here in the Opera House. Uh, I have, uh, of course, uh, the computer uh, and, uh, and the keyboard. And then I record and I play something. And it always, always comes as the first take. Of course, often the text comes first. It's something that needs to be put into music, like the text postmodern quagmire, which is the situation we are all in. We are all stuck in the postmodern quagmire. And this, this notion has a certain sound. And then I put on the MIDI saxophone afterwards. So the second song that we will uh, listen to, it's more kind of a uh, of a adagio, and it's uh, it's from episode six of Ö. It's a very very popular uh, famous episode, and at this moment, it's one of the longer episodes. It's one hour almost, and and at this point, uh, the three protagonists decide to 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 go into a kind of orgy situation where they where they release all the tension and and try to be in perfect harmony with the world and each other and they sing this song uh, as as the unification of their sisterhood
The third song is from episode 13. Uh, it has come to a very strange situation uh, in the in the Ur films, in the narrative of Ur, because it's a long narrative. All the episodes is connected and it's a development. And at this point, the kind of general ID of the three main protagonists is incarnated into a, a figure, a gestalt, namely the geist, the spirit. And this spirit sings this song and uh, encourages the three protagonists to always go further. And it sings this famous text by Hegel, from the introduction to the Phenomenologie des Geistes, uh, the Phenomenology of the Spirit. The Geist, nie in Ruhe. The Geist is nie in Ruhe, sondern in, in ständige Bewegung. I don't really remember the text, but you will hear it. And you will also have the chance to practice your Deutsch and your philosophy uh, philosophy, um, your philosophy. The guy Ich bin der Podcast. Ah. 
kvalitativer sprung Und jetzt ist das Kind geboren Der bildende Geist Langsam und stille Der neuen Gestalt Entgegen Der Geist ist nie in Ruhe Sondern in immer Mordschrei 